Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. You guys have been asking for it. You've been waiting patiently. We are here at the end of the series that is the myths and monsters of the high seas. And we decided to go ahead, despite all the complaining that we did and all the (laughs) trying to back out of it the best we can, Uh, In the end, we, of course, are going to give the listeners what they want. And that is a full episode on the Flying Dutchman. And let's face it, the Flying Dutchman is by far the most famous, probably, of all the monsters and myths on the high seas. Now, before we go and get right into this, I don't think there's really any house cleaning right now. We're, we're, We're... like two weeks outside of October, um, which means yeah, Halloween's until the up. end of the show. So, yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> the Flying Dutchman. Just dramatic pause for a moment because you guys have all wanted this. Now I kind of miss what your it? small intros to our episodes. Which small intros? The ones we were doing, like, uh, with the Thunderbird and... Oh, yeah. You know, I was thinking about those the other day, actually. <laughs> Would be kind of fun to do them again. Um, I don't, don't know what... I I could think of some things I could, I could have done with this. Oh, well. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see if I have time. I, I go on vacation. Actually, when this airs, I'm on vacation. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be listening to our episode of The Flying Dutchman while looking out over the Atlantic Ocean, hoping to see The Flying Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman. (laughs) (laughs) So, The Flying Dutchman. Now, The Flying Dutchman is, of course, a legendary ghost ship, which was said to never be able to make a port doomed to sail the oceans forever. Now, the myth is likely likely to have originated from the 17th century golden age of the Dutch East India Company and Dutch maritime power. <clears throat> now, the oldest ex- extent version of the legend has been dated to the late 18th century. And according to the legend, if hailed by another ship, the crew of the Flying Dutchman was said to try to send messages to land or to people long dead. Purported sightings in the 19th and 20th centuries claimed that the ship glowed with a ghostly light. In ocean lore, of course, the sight of this phantom ship is a portent of doom, meaning that if you were to see it, it's basically like the black dog of the high seas. Hmm. Yeah, we're going to see that in Wikipedia, by the way, soon, right? Like the fine Dutchman, the black dog of the high seas. Well, I now have the uh, title to this episode. Hey, awesome. I like it. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, there there have been a number of superstitions uh, uh, for for sailors when on the high seas. You know, we've talked about them uh, throughout this whole series uh, between various cryptid monsters like the, uh, the infamous giant squid or something as small and pretty as the mermaid or even mm-hmm. the sirens of the shore. Uh, but, you know, the Flying Dutchman is a legend in and of itself and is probably bigger than all of the other ones. I mean, this is more than just a ghost ship. This is like the, it, like the ghost ship, right? Right. <laughs> of, 
So everyone's heard of the Flying Dutchman. And if they haven't, oh, they're probably just too young, to be frank. Because the Flying Dutchman was obviously a played a very big role in the Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Right. That's kind of for those younger generations to, who really got their first taste of the Flying Dutchman. And have just gone out to do all this research on it. <clears throat> now, most sailors... When they when when they see it, claim that it usually kind of shows up in a fog. Uh, it, it's basically an apparition, but it, it shows up in this fog, like a thick dark cloud, uh, and it kind of appears for a moment or two, sails by, and then disappears into fog again, never to be seen again. Now, whether or not anything has actually happened after people seen this particular ship, there's really not a whole lot on that. Uh, so, so this idea of it being the black dog or the, uh, uh, the prelude to death or some tragic event is more or less a fairy tale, I guess. And because there isn't a lot of info on that. I mean, if there is people probably never made it back to shore to tell it, uh, you know, the funny yeah, you know, thing, when I was doing the research, I was shocked to mm -hmm. see that the captain wasn't, uh, uh, what, what's the, the, uh, Davy Jones. Oh. The supposed captain is not Davy Jones, like, right. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Plays it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, William Vander Decken is, I believe, supposedly the, the captain, uh, and oh, I found Hendrik van der Decken. Well, that's interesting, that's very interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Maybe he changed his name after death, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, this particular ship, there's been so many spinoffs about this this story you know and uh, right. the origin of the myth you know is of course with the dutchman itself but since then there have been so many ghost ships seen over the seas uh throughout the years uh, even especially there's been so many ghost ships after for example uh after the tsunami i think it was 2011 was it just the one that hit japanese uh japan uh i could be wrong i think somewhere there's, in there yeah uh, and there were plenty of ships that were washed out to sea. And, and those ghost ships in this case were actual ships that rusted and just wore out over years uh, or months, really. Because that stuff, I mean, when you're on the, the ocean, that salt just eats yeah. away at metal if it's not properly taken care of. Um, but yeah, there, there's been plenty of ghost ships on the seas. And there's a ton of tales, especially on the East Coast in the Atlantic, because a lot of uh, ships had traversed the Atlantic Ocean more so than the Pacific, coming from Europe to the uh, the, the Americas. Uh, now, <clears throat> there have been references to the Flying Dutchman for more than two centuries, and the accounts of sightings differ as few claim it was a spectral schooner uh, seen under full sail. Now, some witnessed it sailing through the fog or rough water, while Many others are claiming to have encountered the ghost ship making great headway in the calm water in, in calm waters. Uh, now the myth emerged in the 1600s, and various sightings of the ghost vessel were reported in the Cape of Hood of Good Hope, the Cape of Good Hope. Uh, all these sightings happened when the weather was extremely stormy and the gales were lashing hard, according to the narrations penned down. The ghost vessel came across as being caught in the storm and almost on the verge of colliding with rocks before vanishing into the darkness. Now, as I said earlier, the Dutchman is called the harbinger of death and destruction for those vessels which have sighted it. It has also been retold countless times that letters and missives uh, used to pass onto those ships uh, that passed the Dutchman in their route were often you know, written out to people who had passed on uh, or people who just weren't around. Uh, prominent amongst these reports of sightings, of course, though, is the one seen by the HMS, I think it's a Benchanti, 
the Picante, something like that. Uh, it was a British Royal Naval vessel in the year 1881. Now, Prince George V, uh, who was serving as a midshipman as a part of the vessel crew, is said to have sighted the ghost ship in the Australian waters at around four o'clock in the morning. And while the prince did not encounter any fatality, the seafarer who had first reported about the ghost vessel sighting met his end after falling down from the top of the mast, lending further credibility about the ominous sighting of the vessel among the seafarers of yore. Uh, the sighting of the Flying Dutchman can repeatedly be found in the Admiralities uh, official publications in the cruise of HMS Bacanti, I think is what it is. Uh, another incident also is from a, uh, a British vessel uh, in which it came near to having a collision with the so-called ghost ship on a stormy night in 1835. And when the vessel was approaching under full sail, it suddenly vanished. The other popular incident occurred in 1939 when a group of people at Glencairn Beach in Cape Town reported seeing the haunted vessel sailing toward shore under full sail before again disappearing. Uh, there have been other sightings of the vessel as well, even as early as or as late as World War II. Uh, but then from there, these sightings just kind of slowly dissipate and are no longer. The question, of course, leads us to one, and that is all these sightings, though maybe a handful in total that are recorded, could they have all actually been the Flying Dutchman, or could these have been other ghost ships that just happened to have sunk on the high seas at one point or another? Uh, and, and the fact is, we don't really know. We don't really know what the Flying Dutchman looked like. Uh, there's just you know, various descriptions, but those descriptions kind of change slightly in terms of uh, what the ship itself looked like, although it always seemed to appear in the same way, uh, full sail, moving very fast, or coming in and out of a dark cloud. What I found interesting about this, uh, the, did, what website did you use? Uh, this one was the, uh, the Marine Insight. Okay. So I did look at that one. Um, but then I found one, uh, an article from historycollection.com, uh, that says that, uh, so do, do these sightings mean the Flying Dutchman is indeed a ghost ship whose sad tale has a basis in fact? Uh, and in fact, uh, it's, very impossible to verify any of these legends because for a real life sea captain named Hendrik van der Decken does not seem to have ever existed. Uh, they claim that maybe van der Decken uh, was attempted to be linked to a man named Bernard folk, a cap, another Dutch captain who sus suspiciously speedy sea voyages between Java and the Netherlands led to rumors that he was in league with the devil. This link, however, is as much of a thing of conjecture as the legend of the Flying Dutchman. And where all of these legends come from is the Cape of Good Hope was a notorious place for ship shipping disasters. Uh, first navigated in 1488 by Bartolomeu Dias, uh, from Portugal. Uh, the treacherous stretch of sea at the tip of South Africa was known for its unpredictable weather, strong currents, and treacherous rocky outcrops, such as the Cape's reputation that it was first named the Cape of Storms before being renamed the Cape of Good Hope by John II of Portugal because of the dubious shortcut it offered to India by sea. Now, I feel that by renaming it the Cape of Good Hope, you're dooming all of these ships that have sank in that area to their deaths because I feel that the Cape of Storms would have probably been a much better name to help people understand that it was a treacherous area. Um, many ships did recklessly risk their short this shortcut for the same reason as Captain Vander Decken in the legend. Uh, so perhaps, perhaps the legend of the 
Flying Dutchman does indeed immortalize them and their reckless captains. However, the concept of ghost ships and souls doomed to wander the earth is as old as time. The shipwrecks off the coast of South Africa, notwithstanding, some of the motifs found in the tale of the Flying Dutchman have been around since classical times. Uh, and when they say classical times, such as the story of Ulysses, uh, many others. So it's interesting because I, I don't think in the article from Marine Insight does it go into that the Flying Dutchman may not even be a real ship, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it does. There, Well, there's... It does, and there's also a scientific explanation as to what the Flying Dutchman could be. Uh, so that's something you want to go into. We could do that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, <clears throat> uh, and I, I'm actually just going to read this straight from from the site here. Uh, so it goes on to say, as the news about the the sighting of the Flying Dutchman started spreading, there were efforts to understand what it was really happening. Uh, while many preferred believing the ghost stories, some went after the scientific explanation for such incidents. Now, the most acclaimed logical explanation for these sightings is a superior mirage, uh, which also is called the Fata Morgana. Uh, according to scientists, this is a natural optical phenomenon, which occurs after moisture and atmospheric conditions combined with light results in a displaced image of distant objects. And it also tricks our eyes into seeing objects that don't really exist there. This phenomenon can be seen at sea, on land, or even in deserts, where it can involve almost any kind of distant object. The illusion, this illusion at sea sometimes makes a ship that is beyond the limits of the naked eye reflect on the water, making us see a ship as if it was floating above the sea. Now, if any of you guys haven't seen the pictures or videos of these uh, ship mirages, they're really interesting. I, I actually saw this, oh, I think it was this past winter at some point. It actually looks like it's floating above the water. Uh, like there's probably like a good seven, with our own eyes, <laughs> it'd be like seven feet, but right. it looks like there's probably like 20, 30 feet above the ocean. Uh, it's crazy. Um. Now, despite these logical explanations, many, of course, still believe that the existence of such a ghost ship uh, is real. However, in contemporary times, more than ghost ships, uh, threat of pirate vessels looms on the reality or the really massive scale. And while the specter of the Dutchman, of course, cannot be overluded or overruled, uh, skippers and the crew would be more wary of private pirate pirate vessels uh <laughs> taking advantage of the situation under the guise of this ghost vessel uh so you know one thing you have to consider is that there are very real pirate ships out there still to this day uh to be careful right. of you know uh we hear that rarely nowadays but it happens and of course there's usually when they get caught a big standoff between them and the coast guard uh but with that said there is a possibility that this ship is real, the Flying Dutchman. There's a chance. However, the fact that, again, there is a, a, an illusion scientifically proven, and you can see the videos of this, uh, it's literally proven, uh, it, it's possible that this could be scientifically explained away. The problem is, is that several of these sightings happened at night. And without right. the bright light of the sun to help reflect uh, the image of the mirage off of the water, you have to question whether or not what they were seeing was truly a mirage or an actual ghost ship. Now, that leads you and I to a completely different question eh, in a way, but it's going to open up uh, some interesting theories here. Because as we know, a ghost is what? Do we know? Do you know? I mean, Define ghost, a ghost. What is it typically? Your own definition. Uh, the leftover of a person, basically. Not, not the, the meat that we see in the mirror, but <laughs> the spirit. There we go. Your definition was going somewhere weird. Uh, <laughs> and yes, then I, I did exactly just, what I intended. Then <laughs> <laughs> It's just the leftovers of a human. When we want them back, we just pop them in the microwave for around 30 seconds and <laughs> poof, 
we've got them back. Um, Popcorn. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, ghosts are, whether it's human ghosts or, you know, demonic entities or any spiritual entity, the fact is it's a spiritual entity. So the question that is left with us is whether or not a ship can be or have a spirit. And if not, then how can a ship without a spirit appear as a ghost uh, to our own eyes? And of course, there's, I mean, I, I won't say there's theory behind it. It's, uh, I guess there is. Okay, bear with me. <laughs> Because there are two ways that we could go about this, right? One is, makes sense, I think, mostly. Uh, the other one is very extreme. But nonetheless, I think it'd be fun to talk about. So the first one, of course, is the idea that this ship uh, obviously isn't an intelligent haunting by any means, but instead a residual one. And residual. so in that case, the ship is locked in time. This isn't actually a ghost ship that we're seeing, but an image that has been locked within the timeline and appears at various times, depending on the situation. Now that could be a recurring thing at night. Uh, it could be maybe along ley lines. It could be a number of different things. I think the thing, the, the only thing that weird is a little weird uh, is that in order for it to be a residual haunting um, and taking place in this kind of stuck in time uh, thing is that it would have to reoccur in the same spot every day or at you know whenever once a year however right a residual haunting can't actually move locations it stuck in time in place well that would i think the seas is a little hard because it would depend on on what we're saying here because if we're saying it happens where we think that the ship sank then right, it wouldn't necessarily be uh, traveling anywhere other than maybe where the ship sank. Um, but if we're saying uh, this thing is just traveling, uh, has no intelligence to it at all other than it's, it's just swooping through the ocean, could possibly still be a residual if you're not getting any interaction from it. Uh, even though it's happening in different parts of the the world, M that's just a personal theory. Um, but I mean, you, you're right in the sense that when we think of a residual haunting, we're thinking of the the stone tape theory that it's an imprint at a certain point of time on a specific location. Right. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on, it wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. I mean, it, it just if it's residual in the sense that it is moving locations, I mean, then it would have to be, uh, you know, one of two things. Either A, there's multiple timestamps on this particular ship uh, in various locations, uh, or it was so powerful in its day uh, that it just racked up so much energy that it's able to right. not intelligently, but, you know, residually it still pop travels, up in various right. places. Right. Now, <clears throat> I think that's something that most you, I, and all of our listeners can get behind. It makes sense. This next one is a little more tricky. And that is, well, okay, bear with me, but hear me out. So, biblically I'm scared speaking, right now. Biblically. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Biblically speaking, uh, when God created the earth and everything in it, it was all created with his spirit. And it is, it is said throughout the scriptures that his spirit resides in all things that have been created under heaven and in heaven. With that said, 
we can, in theory, say that the trees around us uh, have absorbed or at least have some part of God's spirit within them. Maybe not a spirit okay. like you and I, but mm-hmm. a spirit. Right. And with that said, energy shift, of some kind, energy of some kind. Uh, if that's the case, then the Flying Dutchman, which was most likely created out of iron and wood, would come from trees that were created by God, whose spirit was breathed into creation. Uh, one could say, theoretically, that perhaps the ship does have a spirit. And that's what we're seeing on the high seas. Not we as in us or anybody nowadays, I don't think, is seeing the Flying Dutchman very often. But from what we read uh, on the testimonials, perhaps that's what we're seeing. Maybe we are actually seeing the spirit of a ship uh, or at least the spirit of the trees that formed the ship. Maybe. I don't know. Is it out there? I think so, even for me. But it's possible. (laughs) I mean, that could lend credence to a haunting, especially a residual haunting because of the the energy behind it. Um, but one thing that you had mentioned in in the article that you were talking about is there was uh, recollections of supposedly the the crew of this ship wanting to pass on messages to. Uh, loved ones that have now since passed and stuff like that, which leads you to think that maybe this was a uh, an intelligent haunting, or you know these these sailors that saw the one that was supposedly an intelligent haunting. It wasn't the Flying Dutchman; it was another ghost ship, and this ghost ship was an intelligent haunting not to get into the weird theories like you're already pitching already, but um, point being is there, there's a twofold to the recollection of, of the retellings of the, of the encounters with the flying Dutchman. Some say intelligent, some say it's just something they see and it seems like it's something caught in time. Um, so really you have to boil down what are these guys seeing on the high seas? Um, is it the flying Dutchman? Then you have to boil down, is the flying Dutchman a residual haunting or an intelligent haunting? Then you have to boil down, is, you know, is it, could it be both? Yeah. Maybe. Sure. Um, because I, I mean, and people will pro their their eyes are probably gonna be rolling or their heads gonna are gonna be spinning because of what I'm about to say. But you can have a stamp in time, have a residual haunting of, we'll say, to- little little Tommy. Uh, he drowned in the well, and every night at 10 p.m. when he drowned, you hear a little boy screaming. Okay, there's the residual haunting because you're not having any communication or or interaction with that haunting. But then your your five-year-old son is saying he's talking to little Tommy in his bedroom. Then you run into an intelligent haunting. And just bear with me. I bared with you with your It's it's not that. My (laughs) mind went somewhere very... It shouldn't have gone where it went when you said he was talking to little Tommy. <laughs> okay, then. So we'll we'll just <laughs> pretend Eric didn't say that. Um, so then you're going into okay. That could be that isn't obviously an intelligent haunting, but is it little Tommy? Is little Tommy there talking to my five year old son? Is it another entity pretending to be Tommy, knowing what happened in this in this well that is on my property? Um, so the rabbit hole goes further and further down, basically, is what I'm saying. Sure. And we all know, I mean, I think most right. of us know that if, I'm sorry, what was it? The, the, is it just the little boy talking to little Tommy or did the boy have a name too? No, five. I just said, you know, my five-year-old son. 
Oh, five-year-olds. Okay, so if if we all know, at least most of us do, that if uh, your five-year-old son is talking to a child spirit, there may be something much deeper, darker happening there than right. just a drowned child. Not necessarily. Due to, but due to the paranormal research that we've done and seen over the years, yes. I agree. And I think most people would agree with agree with that. It, when you have children haunting a place, it's particularly it's hard rare, yeah. Uh, yeah that it's actually a child spirit and i think in part I, I, mean, I don't know i mean i think in part that most of us want to say that it's not a child spirit because we don't want to believe that a child would be abandoned to would the get, spiritual right. realm like that right. you know uh and i'm a strong believer in that when you know if you believe in heaven and hell that if a child dies, that child goes to heaven. It's reserved for them uh, up until a certain age. And the idea behind that, biblically speaking, is that in order to be accepted into heaven, that is, of course, you have to accept Christ into your life, uh, you have to be of understanding, right? So you're in, in your mind, you have to be of understanding and be able to accept that idea uh, on your own without guidance, not necessarily right. without guidance, but without someone pushing you to say, do this. Uh, and with that said, I think there's a a, a line in which, uh, you know, God doesn't cross in the, set, in the sense that a child who can't, who doesn't have the ability to, to make that decision would be accepted into the heaven. Someone who doesn't have the ability, say mentally, who is... Uh, uh, you know, mentally disabled uh, in some way who, who can't make that decision would be accepted into heaven because God isn't actually just some jerk who says, no, he didn't accept me or she didn't accept me. They're, they're going to hell. No, there's obviously he, he's God. He's in mind like one of us. He's of understanding and he knows if they can't make that decision, uh, you know, so, <clears throat> you know, I, I think in part, that's why we think these spiritual children uh these entities are maybe not children right. uh, but something else even like the black-eyed children right i mean obviously they're black-eyed children they have to be something else they're black-eyed uh right what kind of children is black have black eyes now there's people out there with really dark eyes i don't know if it's really black does black eyes actually exist in in the color spectrum for eyes um for humans anyway that's something I'd have to look up. I don't know. But, I mean, I I have seen people's eyes that are so dark that they look black, but that's completely different than if they are black. Um, right. But there are these people that are getting their eyes tattooed black as well. Okay. Wait, what? No. You've not, you've not seen that? Yeah. No. Oh, man. That hurts. That hurts my eyes right now. The thought of it. Ugh. Or at least attempting to have them tattooed black. I don't know if it's ever really successful without your eyes uh, rejecting or stuff like that. But right. um, the whole point behind this entire story is the Dutchman could be both or it could be one or the other as far as a, a haunting is concerned. Right. Um. I know we took a, a very long rabbit hole into what we were trying to say, but you guys get the point. So, um, I, I think that's pretty much it on the Flying Dutchman as as far as the research that we came across, unless you have something else. No, that's it. Uh, you know, it, this is one of those. This is one of those stories. Uh, again, legendary. But, you know, just by nature, it's legendary. Everybody knows of it. Uh, but in terms of whether or not the Flying Dutchman is even a real ship, it's kind of up in the air. Uh, right. The the captain isn't even a real person. It's a fictional character. Uh, so where exactly this story came from, uh, how it originated, and why it originated is really just up in the air. And I, the only thing I, th I could think of is, Again, just people and their ghost stories. It's the same reason why we have ghost stories around Christmas, around Halloween. It's why we do paranormal podcasting. Uh, you know, it, it's because the story, usually there's there's a reason behind it. It could be to to bring up fear, to 
get people to be aware of their surroundings, to pay attention, uh, because even on the high seas, I mean, it, there's not much around and yet danger lurks around every corner, you know? So again, I, I don't know. This could just be a simple story that was made up by some guy who is sitting on the deck of their ship uh, with nothing better to do. And it's lasted, right? Here we are making movies out of it. Right. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick break. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio. We're going to hear Eric's random fact of the day, a quick commercial, and we will be right back right after this. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. Did you know that the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland? According to goodhousekeeping.com, although it's a fabled creature, the national animal of Scotland is actually the mythical unicorn, chosen because of its association with dominance and chivalry, as well as purity and innocence in Celtic mythology. spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we have been talking about the Flying Dutchman, the most legendary of all ghost stories on the high seas. And we've learned that maybe it's not much of a ghost at all. Perhaps it is just a story. Or perhaps it is just scientifically explained uh, through illusion. Right. Well, so com- coming down to it, um, before before we do that, really quick, there there was a uh, opera put on by Richard Wagner. Um, based on the legend of the flying Dutchman. And I don't know if that is where a lot of the legend comes from, um, or, you know, where pop culture has gone with what was in this opera. But, um, it, it is interesting that it has weaseled our way, its way into pop culture. And we've seen so many stories, movies, uh, operas on this thing. Uh, but it, is it a legend to explain a ghost ship? Is it a legend to cl- to explain a scientific phenomenon? Uh, as you mentioned earlier, Eric, uh, some of these accounts are at night, so how can that even be an explanation? Um, is it just a warning, like we've talked about before, to stay away from, like in this particular case, the Cape of Good Hope? Um, what are what are your thoughts on it, on the the flying Dutchman? Could it just be a ghost? Multiple ghost ship sightings? Could it be more so just a fear thing? What do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. You know, like there there are so many stories about ghost ships, not just the flying Dutchman, but just ghost ships in general. Right. right. Uh, which makes me think that there's some truth behind it. Now, being 
who we are in the paranormal community and doing our investigations over the years. I know ghosts exist. I know hauntings are real. Uh, now, whether or not what we're what people are seeing or have seen on the high seas is, you know, it's hard to say. That's you know, remember that drinking was a big part of the. <laughs> Uh, trailing the high seas traveling the right so uh you know it's possible that what they were seeing was just in their head uh but i would have to say that i i personally would like to think that these stories are real that the flying dutchman is a real ship or at least what they thought is the flying dutchman i don't think the flying dutchman itself is per se a like the flying dutchman but i think it's what became the flying dutchman so mm. some ship at the time, people saw it and just named it the Flying Dutchman and left it at that. Um, but yeah, you know, if nothing more, if even it didn't exist at the time, uh, I think there's a strong possibility that it exists now. Because as we have said in past episodes, when a strong group of people come together and put their mind to something, uh, that entity very well could become the real deal. And we've discussed that on our Slender Man episode. We've discussed that on various other cryptid and spiritual episodes in which these creatures just pop up into existence because the belief behind them is so real and pure. So even if the Flying Dutchman didn't exist back when these recordings were made of them, I think there's a possibility it exists today. Well, I guess that's where I kind of differ in a sense. I, I do think, yeah, you're right that uh, it could be just manifestation due to mass uh, people thinking that this is what's happening. But I, I honestly think that there is a um, multiple ghost ship haunting thing going on. Um, yeah, the, the scientific explanation is great. But like I just said, and like you said earlier, if some of these accounts are at night, that does not explain how the sun could be creating a uh, mirage, basically, of a ship that is just all of a sudden disappearing. Right. Um, no, I mean, right. I think, I suppose there's always a possibility, especially, I mean, you consider you're on the high seas, you are, I mean, back then there weren't really any lights to begin with anyway, electricity, you know, right. um, early on. So <clears throat> it's possible if you consider, I mean, all you have is candlelight maybe flickering. Otherwise you got a full moon on a clear night with all the stars. You're going to, it's going to light up the seas. It's possible. It's I think it's vaguely possible, but it's possible that maybe something like that, the, just the right uh, circumstances could create that illusion. But again, I, I'd have to actually test it. And I have no idea how to do that right. <laughs> on the ocean without millions of dollars to do it. So, right. Well, and on top of that, in, in all the accounts that you had read about, nothing says that the ship was described exactly the same way as the Flying Dutchman supposedly was supposed to look, right? Right. Nothing that I found. I mean, there's there's various ideas behind what it could look like. Uh, right. And, and if, yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's, that's why I kind of go towards it could have been multiple ghost ship sightings, not the Flying Dutchman, not to say that the Flying Dutchman maybe didn't exist, but there are no records that can be found. I'll I'll phrase it that way, that the Flying Dutchman was even a ship or that the captain, uh, Hendrik van der Decken, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, is even a captain at all. Uh, they, they say it's connected to somebody else or somebody else and somebody else and somebody else, blah, blah, blah. So that's why why I think that this might have been a multiple case scenario uh, going throughout history. Not saying that's definitive. I'm not saying that my my opinion even remotely matters in in theories that I come up with. Um, but it's interesting nonetheless. The Flying Dutchman. Um, I mean, like you said, shows up in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I would have loved to 
have seen that Davy Jones was actually somehow connected to the Flying Dutchman, but nothing in either of our research suggests that. Right. No. All right. So that is all for the Flying Dutchman. I hope I know you guys might have been have looking been looking for more, but there is really not a whole lot on the Flying Dutchman as far as research is concerned. It all pretty much says the same thing. Uh, there's all these accounts, but no real definitive proof of any sightings because back then there was no cameras to take it. Uh, I, I do believe you said it went up to World War II World War II, yeah. sightings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean... There were cameras then, but not as accessible as today. So it's up to your guys' discretion to decide. Is the Flying Dutchman a real ship? Ghost ship? Real ghost ship? Um, And we would love to hear your your opinions. So make sure you comment and your like, share, subscribe, wherever you listen. I do have to throw out again. Uh, thank you so much to our YouTube listeners that have been seeing our old episodes that we posted uh, and connecting to new episodes that we've been posting. Um, so we, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can also just email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Uh, we are working on a new website, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up very soon. Um, next week, now that we are ending the Myths and Monsters of the High Seas series, uh, we're going to be having on a guest, a very special guest. We're going to be having Seth from Small Town Monsters. Uh, if you don't know what Small Towns Monsters is, it's a, uh, production company that goes and does documentaries on different things. They are actually based out of Ohio, which is super exciting because I actually did not know that until today because Eric told me. Um, but um, we're, we're super excited to have Seth on and talk about these different things. They do have a new documentary coming up uh, in the middle of September, so we want them on to talk about that as well. Um, another news... Uh, can't announce any specifics yet, but Paratruth Radio is going to be changing to a new network. Um, of course, as soon as we get the go-ahead to tell you guys what that the name of that network is and this new venture that they're doing, we will absolutely do that. But you guys are going to have to stay in suspense until we do so. Uh, any other news that you can come up with, Eric? Uh, no, just, I mean, we, we've already said it, I think the last couple of weeks now, but you know, again, stay tuned because we are right around the corner from October and you know that that means a lot of fun is happening here with Paratruth Radio. So we got stuff lined up. we got a couple of episodes lined up already, a couple of guests. Um, we're looking for more, but if you guys have any thoughts on what you would like to hear uh, during the Halloween season, be sure to email us at paratruthradio at gmail, gmail.com. Uh, or of course, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find us. Uh, we'd be happy to hear your thoughts and we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. Tell us your ghost stories yeah. too, because maybe we'll do something with that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, ghost campfire stories for, for Halloween. That'd be awesome. Um, and if you're going to be in Kentucky or if you are in Kentucky, if you live in Kentucky, uh, we will be at Scarefest 13, God willing, no COVID issues that Indeed. will cancel this event. Uh, but we, we are tentatively scheduled to be at Scarefest 13. We're going to be doing a live episode in October for that, um, possibly coming up with a documentary type video for YouTube that Eric has been working on some other uh, investigations that we've done, uh, but we are looking at investigating the Pope Lick monster. Um, 
if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go to the Goatman episode that we've talked about numerous times here because that was one by far one of the best episodes that we've done, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But it'll be interesting to do actual research on a cryptid because I don't think we've ever gone into the field to investigate a cryptid before. Nope, we haven't. Just <laughs> ghosts. So Just ghosts. Interesting. So, all right, folks, until next week, where you will hear Seth from Small Town Monsters and where you will find us at the same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is This is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.